God. And although he probably would have never characterized himself this way, my grandfather was a missionary. He was an everyday missionary. He lived a life on mission for Jesus everywhere that he went. His missionary habits were just a reflex of the love that he had for God. I've been reminded of him a lot in the midst of our current sermon series that we've entitled Habits of Missional People. Like my grandfather, we are all missionaries. We are all missionaries whether we realize it or not. Uh, It's part of our identity as followers of Jesus. We are on mission with God. And there are habits that we see in Jesus Habits that, that we uh, should cultivate so that we can faithfully live into the missional people that God has called us to be. So far, uh, the first week we talked about how missional people are in the habit of eating meals with others. Then last week we talked about how missional people are in the habit of listening and paying attention to God and what God is up to. This week, it's the habit of of blessing and serving others with no strings attached. Missional people are in the habit of blessing and serving others with no strings attached. Let us pray. God, open our hearts and minds to your word for us this day. We pray that uh, it would take root there, uh, that it would grow us and transform us, that we might bear fruit for you. We pray this. In your son's name and through the power of the Holy Spirit, amen. Our scripture reading this morning comes from Paul's letter to the Philippians. Be reading from chapter 2, beginning with the third verse. Invite you to listen for God's word. Don't do anything for selfish purposes, but with humility think of others as better than yourselves. Instead of each person watching out for their own good, watch out for what is better for others. Adopt the attitude that was in Christ Jesus. Though he was in the form of God, he did not consider being equal with God something to exploit. But he emptied himself by taking the form of a slave and by becoming like human beings. When he found himself in the form of a human, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God highly honored him, gave him the name above all names, so that at the name of Jesus... Everyone in heaven, on earth, and under the earth might bow, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Well, Jesus did not have a bumper sticker that said, help someone today, though it would have been kind of funny to try to see, you know, someone stick a bumper sticker on a donkey or something like that. Um, but But he sure could have. His missionary life and identity were that of a servant. In Mark's gospel, Jesus even says of himself, I came not to be served, but to serve and give my life as a ransom for many. Jesus did seek to help someone every single day, to bless someone. And you know, he never attached anything to it. He never attached anything to it. Jesus never made healing conditional on on someone promising that they're going to start going to church the next week. 
He never cooked up a miracle just to have a captive audience so that he could then lay down some kind of truth on the people. He never cast out a demon and said, I remember that. You owe me one. Remember that time? He never ate with outcasts so he could get a, a, another uh, check next to his name and earn his, his daddy's love. No, his mind, missionary mindset was totally different than that. Jesus actually wanted people to flourish in every way. He wanted people to flourish, to experience being loved, to experience full and abundant life in the here and the now. So Paul writes to early Christians in Philippi to remind them of what that attitude, that lifestyle of Jesus looks like now that they and we are the, the extension of Jesus's ministry. Paul writes that, that Jesus did not try to exploit his equality, his status with God for personal fame or gain. No, actually, his status with God committed him to the course that he took, that of a servant, becoming truly human. And our, our status is not like Jesus level, but, but we are a part of, of God's family. And it can be easy to, to hold on to that status while still looking to our own self-interests. But friends, God doesn't draw us into community. God uh, doesn't uh, change us and transform us by grace and then that's it. It's, it's not just a, a personal relationship with Jesus and then I get to go to heaven when I die. And, and in the meantime, I'll go to church for an hour on Sunday to get my personal spiritual needs met. If that's all it was, then, then church would be nothing more than, than a kind of a social club, an inward-focused social club or, or a spiritual grocery store. But Paul reminds us that we're actually not supposed to be thinking, conceiving of anything, doing anything for selfish purposes, but should be thinking of others as better than ourselves. Not uh, that, we should, um, that we should watch out for way more than just ourselves. Think of others as better. Than ourselves, looking out for their needs. In other words, our status as followers of Jesus, our status as followers of Jesus, should actually commit us to the same course that Jesus took blessing and serving others all the time as, as people on mission. People on mission. Jesus, you see, would rather seek feet to wash. Than a throne to rule from. Jesus would rather eat with, with tax collectors and sinners than to be found at the highest place at the table. Serving others was the very way that Jesus exercised his divine power. It's what ordered his days. It was a habit. I just wonder how, how different... Our lives would look if we sought after uh, ways to, to bless and serve people over securing a certain status. Look, what if our days were, were ordered and driven, not by the question, what do I have to get done today? But instead, who can I bless and serve? 
not by how many more hours am I going to have to put in at work? How many activities are my kids involved in? But who am I called to bless and serve? And the challenge is, is not to overthink it. Not to overthink it, but just to begin to do it instinctively. When our hearts are full, when our hearts are flooded with love, pure love for those around us, when we're convinced of our missionary identity, then serving and blessing others becomes a reflex. And when we seek to serve and bless others with no strings attached, our motivation then is not to get some uh, a check in a, a spiritual checkbox. It's not out of fear of hell or reward of heaven. It's a reflex of us being served in love by the King of kings and, and Lord of lords, the one whose humble serve has led him to wash feet instead of chase after a crown, led him to the cross for us. It's been really interesting um, to me that the, the, the times that we have served somewhere in our community, whether it's the, um, the egg hunt or the 4th of July or the barbecue festival or the fall fest, I was thinking back this week, and I'm, I'm really convinced that at some point at each of these events, someone has come up to me and asked me one of the following questions. Is there something we have to do to get this? Or does this cost anything? Or uh, do I have to take one of those brochures or one of your cards to do this? It, like, it just makes me wonder... What's going on that, that people almost expect a string to be attached to Christian acts of kindness and service and blessing? Like is, that, is that people's subconscious read of, of Christians that we're some kind of salespeople always trying to close the deal? When there are strings... When there are strings attached to anything that we do for others as followers of Jesus in serving them, then the other end of the string is likely tied tightly to our own selfish desires. When there are strings attached to anything that we do for others as followers of Jesus, then the other end of the string is likely tied to our own desires. The expression, no strings attached, actually comes from a practice that fabric merchants used that they would mark flaws in woven fabric by tying a string at the bottom near the location where the flaws were present. In other words, it wasn't just a straightforward piece of fabric. So when a tailor or, or dressmaker needed a flawless cloth, she would ask the merchant for a piece of fabric with no strings attached. Some of y'all's minds are like blown now, right? And so when something comes with no strings attached, then we know that there's nothing required of us after receiving it, right? There's no reciprocal action needed. There's no, nothing required of us. No consequences are going to, to follow. And so if we're living uh, like everyday missionaries, our blessing and serving others shouldn't have any strings. Like no one, no one should be left wondering, is there something else I'm going to have to do? Am I going to have to reciprocate this? Am I going to have to jump through some kind of hoop? Is there something hidden here? Is this conditional? The only wondering that should happen, it should be the kind of awe and wonder that comes from the experience of being known, of being loved, of being valued, just for being a person created in the image of God. 
It should be the curious, questioning, heart-softening kind of wonder that causes people to, to look in God's direction and even see God more clearly. Paul's beautiful words about Jesus Christ remind us that it was precisely through Jesus taking the form of a servant that we best see the form of God. Serving connects us to the very heart of God. It is in Jesus Christ's servant heart that we know God most clearly. At the very end of his life, a time when most people want to be remembered in a very specific way, Jesus made it very clear how he wanted to be remembered with his followers. He served his disciples and blessed them by getting on his knees and washing their feet. And then he served and blessed his disciples by, by, uh, by, by sharing a bread and cup with them and serving them food. And so when Paul writes that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, it's not just because Jesus is highly exalted. He is. It's also because he was the one who emptied himself and became a servant. And so we bow and say Jesus is Lord, whether Christ is on the throne or on his knees. Because that's worth bowing for, too. That's our Lord. That's holy. That's a picture of God's own heart. If this is true, right, if this is true, then it is through our blessing and serving that others see God best. It's through our blessing and serving with no strings attached that others then see God best. The God of unconditional love. You know, there is, is something inherently holy and sacred about the act of, of blessing someone, of serving someone, even if it's something small. There's a, there's a story about a, a small Jewish town in Russia where there is a rabbi who disappears each Friday morning for, for several hours. His devoted disciples boast that during those hours, this rabbi uh, goes, ascends up to heaven and talks with God. A stranger moves into town, and he's very skeptical of these claims, and so he decides to check things out for himself. And so he goes and hides and watches, and the rabbi gets up in the morning, he says his prayers, and then he dresses in peasant clothes. And then he grabs an axe and goes off into the woods and, and cuts some firewood, which he then proceeds to haul uh, to a shack at the edge of town where a, a woman and her sick son live. He then leaves the wood there enough for the whole week. And then he sneaks back home. Having observed these, these rab this rabbi's actions, the, the newcomer stays on in the village and actually becomes the rabbi's disciple. And whenever he hears one of the villagers say, on Friday morning, you know, our rabbi ascends all the way to heaven, the newcomer quietly adds, if not higher, if not higher. Friends, the, the act of, of serving and blessing someone else is holy, heavenly work. But it's, it's less about us ascending to heaven and more about heaven descending, coming to earth through our words and actions. 
The word bless, the word bless means to, to make hollow or holy or to, to invoke divine care for, to confer full abundant life upon. So when we bless and when we serve someone, we're acknowledging their sacredness. Their inherent worth as a person created in the image of God. Communicating it through a loving word or, or, or kind deed, loving action done. We're channeling God's love for them, meaning a need. People don't know, care how much you know until they know how much you care. We've heard that, right? People don't care how much we know about God. People don't care about the God we profess to know until we, they know that we genuinely care for them, about them, that, that we recognize the image of God in them, and that is enough. To do, then, or say something that would cause someone to feel like they matter, like they have worth. That they are loved. And then see what God does with that. See what God does with that. See a little heaven come. That's what Mike and Sally Breen did in Sheffield, England. They tell the amazing story of how uh, the church that they revitalized was rebirthed by literally going through the neighborhood and picking up trash. They moved into their neighborhood and they began to ask the people there, what's the biggest need? And people said, it's, it's the litter. It's the trash. And so they decided to serve their neighborhood by going around and picking up trash. And they did this very regularly. And soon people joined them in that act of service and just picking up trash around the neighborhood. And gradually, before long, they, they found ways to gather together at other times with that same group uh, of people. And when Mike and Sally Breen left England uh, just over a decade ago, St. Thomas Sheffield was the largest church in England. We're a little bit closer to home. One of my clergy friends, Brent, they have this beautiful practice, this practice of blessing and serving that happens at their small groups called naming. And what they do before everyone leaves is that each person shares how they have seen the image of God in another person in their group during that gathering. Isn't that simple and beautiful? That God doesn't need strings attached to make something beautiful happen for the sake of his mission. God doesn't need strings attached to make something beautiful happen for the sake of his mission. God uses the act of serving and blessing to draw people into God's family. So who will you bless and serve? How will you bless and serve? Will you? It's the fundamental question. Because serving and blessing others is not something we do for extra credit. It's not like one of these gifts where some people have it and some people don't. You're a missionary. You're a missionary. And missionaries serve. Period. Your job, what you get paid to do, might be a plumber, a teacher, um, a small business owner, a lawyer. An IT professional, but you are a missionary too. And missional people bless others by serving them. They get out of themselves and into the world where people live. The world where we're supposed to be serving our neighbors, our coworkers, our friends, the clerk at the store, the gas station. 
helping a school with cleanup, collecting food for the food pantry, serving at the food pantry, reading to an elementary kid, paying it forward in the lunch line, leaving the extra tip, welcoming someone new to the neighborhood with cookies, inviting that family you know doesn't have a lot of extended family in the area over to your home for a meal, sitting down and listening to that mom you know is going through a divorce, helping kids learn about Jesus, telling someone how you see the image of God in them, of these are ways like that's serving that's blessing we know what to do we know what to do the question is will we do it and and will it become a habit may we do the kind of things that other people don't have time for maybe do the kind of things that other people don't think of that might not, they might not want to do. May we do the kinds of things that cost us more than we get out of it. May we do things that add to the beauty. That remind someone that they matter. That they're loved. That makes someone's life better. Not to get something out of it. Not to change somebody. Not even to get someone to come to church. Just because. Just because. It's just what missional people do. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Christ Jesus, our Lord, invites to his table all those